Hello, my independent ladies. Welcome to another episode of Bitch Prince. Wow, it's been a week for me. I don't know if anyone else has been feeling it, but you know, this is a self-care for the career woman podcast, so I'm always going to be real with everyone listening. It has definitely been a tougher week with me. No joke, work has of course been a little bit busier, but it's been harder to get stuff done in general. I have honestly not missed any kind of deadlines or anything like that, but it's a lot of getting myself mentally prepared in the morning and then knocking stuff out on later on in the day instead of kind of just slowly working throughout the day like normal. It's been intense. Obviously, I'm sure it has so much to do with quarantine, even as someone who works from home always. I'm feeling the stressors of not being able to leave the house at all, even on the weekends, and that making work seem like, well, more work because you feel like you're working towards nothing. So I want to really start off this podcast today with a kind of a meditation. I'm not an expert by any means but I think it would be kind of a good thing for myself and maybe hopefully for you in the middle of the week to just start off with something to kind of ground us and bring us to a better headspace. I know that I have been having a lot of trouble with it, so I figured might as well share my self-care with you guys. That is the whole point of this podcast. So I want to just have everyone start sitting in some kind of chair It can be any kind of couch, chair, whatever. If you feel more grounded sitting on the floor, as I honestly usually do, that's completely fine. But I recommend kind of not really crossing your legs or anything like you're used to in meditation because it can be uncomfortable for some if you're not flexible and it also could maybe make your foot fall asleep. So try to think of grounding as keeping your feet on the ground. So if you are sitting on the floor, Try to keep your knees up in a sort of comfortable position so that your feet are on the ground. Um, Otherwise, just sit in any kind of chair, couch, what have you. Make sure that, you know, your back is kind of straight. Don't, you know, be lounging insanely. But make sure that you're comfortable. Just that you're in tune with your body, really. It's not about having perfect posture. It's more of just making sure that your body is aligned. So sit down, get your booty, your sit bones comfortable. Make sure that your back is just aligned. Your spine is aligned with your shoulders and your neck and your head. So we're not sitting in a really bad posture position that could hurt our spine. Rest your hands on your legs. Um, If that's not comfortable, you can, you know, just lay them beside you calmly or even kind of cross them in your lap. Um, But let's just at least make sure we are intentional with where we're putting our hands so that we feel comfortable so that when we kind of start this meditation, we don't feel the need to move around during it because that will disturb the moment and our current peace of mind. So, All right, I'm going to lower my voice a little bit, so you might need to turn this up on your phone, computer, whatever, for a minute. So, all right. So sitting in your seat, keeping your sit bones grounded firmly, your feet touching the ground beneath you, feeling rooted into the earth, making sure that your back 
and your neck and your shoulders and your head are all in alignment, all of your chakras in a row. We're going to start with a deep breath in and then releasing it out. In through the nose and out through the mouth. If it's comfortable and you feel like you're in a safe space, make that out breath loud and long, as loud as you need it to be to really feel that release. So one more time, let's take a deep breath in through the nose, all the way to the top, and then release. And really feel that release of any negative energy. Take a moment to make sure you're still comfortable with your legs grounded into the earth, your hands comfortably in your lap or crossed in your lap, spine aligned with the shoulders, neck, and head. We'll just take a moment of silence here Feel free to take some additional deep breaths if that's what your body needs right now. Breathing in positive energy and positive thoughts and breathing out audibly all that negativity, all of the lows, the depression, the anxiety. Breathing it out, out of your gut, out of your chest. Remove it from your body through the breath. Now we're going to try another breathing exercise where we're going to breathe in for four. We're going to hold it for four and breathe out for six. This is an exercise that you can learn from the Headspace app. It's really good for if you can't fall asleep or something like that. So we're going to start here to just ground ourselves. Make sure if your eyes haven't been closed, to close them now. Make sure you're in a comfortable position, eyes closed, and here we go. Breathe in for four, two, three, four. Holding your breath at the top for four, two, three, four. And breathing out audibly for six, two, three, four, five, six. And let's do this two more times. Breathe in for four, two, three, four. Hold for four, two, three, four. Breathe out for six, two, three, four, five, six. One more time. Breathe in for four, two, three, four. Hold for four, two, three, four. Out for six, two, three, four, five, six. Wonderful. We're gonna take one more deep breath, keeping those eyes closed, keeping the body aligned. Breathe in. And big breath out. Excellent. Take note of your surroundings at this time. 
listen to the sounds around you. It could be a roommate or a significant other puttering around the house. It could be the wind if you're sitting outside. Could be the sounds of birds chirping or cars going by if your window's open. Make note of all of the sounds in the space around you. Now try your best to let it go. Let the external go. All of your surroundings around you, they don't matter anymore. What matters is your internal being. If we are aligned and centered and feeling good inside, then we can handle whatever external things happen to us in the outside world. So we're going to start internalizing. We're going to start loosening up our muscles and we're going to start removing that nervousness or pain from our gut and that tightness in our chest. We're going to do this by focusing on the breath. So release all the external sounds around you and start focusing on your breath. Where are you breathing from right now? Let the breath return to normal and notice where the breath is originating. Is it from your chest, your lungs, your diaphragm? Find that spot where your breath is centered and where it's originating. Now just continue the breath at a normal pace. Let that breath return to normal, but just noting exactly where the breath is coming from. Focus your attention on the breath and that source of where the breath is coming from in your body. Now, whether that breath is coming from your diaphragm or your lungs or the top of your chest, keep that focus there and imagine a warm, ball of light in that spot. It's like a small sun orbiting around your universe with inside your body. Imagine that glow radiating in your stomach or lungs or chest. It's not hot, it's just this lovely feeling of warmth, like you're lying on a beach the beginning of summer and you can feel that sun in a certain spot. Imagine that spot actually glowing within you where your breath is coming from. As you continue to breathe at a normal rate, imagining, thinking, focusing of where that breath is coming from. Focusing on that source of breath where the glow is warming you. As you continue to breathe, it gives that glow more and more illumination and warmth and strength to spread through the rest of your body. As you breathe in and out, focusing on that source of breath, that glow will slowly spread 
from your chest or your lungs or your stomach and it will spread in all directions. It will stretch up like rays of the sunshine, slowly filling up your chest with a warm glow, expanding all the way to your clavicle bones and your shoulders. It will radiate down your arms, into the forearms, and all the way into the palms of your hands until that warm ray of sunshine is glowing through each tip of your fingertips. It will reach down all the way through your hips, loosening those muscles, relieving that tension, relieving the stressors that we hold in our gut. And it will stretch all the way down to the top of your thighs, filling the hip space, filling the thighs. It will reach down to our knees, to our calves, to the heels of our feet rooted into the earth. It will stretch and fill warmth into the tops of our feet and the rays will glow throughout the tips of our toes. Finally, the glow radiating from your source of breath will reach and fill into your neck space, loosening all of that tension in your upper shoulders, in your neck, and that little space in the back of your head where your neck and your skull meet, relieving that tension with breath, with glowing warmth. It will feel each feature of your face until it surrounds your entire head and fills all the way to the very top of your head. So you feel that warmth all throughout the body radiating glow, bringing life, bringing breath to every inch of your body, releasing the tension of the muscles, any stressors, anything that's been weighing on any part of your body, any emotional aspects that have gone and affected your physical are now filled with breath filled with glow and filled with warmth. Imagining that ball of light continuing to pump out that glow like your heart pumps out blood all throughout your body. It continues to flow throughout all of your body to the fingertips, to the toe tips, to the top of your head as you breathe in and as you breathe out. Just take a moment to be silent now, still keeping focus on that breath. If you start to hear any of the external sounds during this moment of silence, just release it. Acknowledge it, realize that you heard it, and then release it and continue to focus on the breath. And same with if any thoughts pop into your head, acknowledge them, and then release them and continue to focus 
on your breath. Wonderful. Now let's take one big breath in again and release audibly. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Excellent job. I am not a professional in yoga or meditation or anything like that, but I always enjoy a lot of exercises, of course, from my Headspace app and from other people who do teach yoga and meditation. It really does allow me to focus on my inner being and kind of release things that have been jumbling around my head all day that will also weigh into the rest of your body. Emotions do affect your physical and of course that's going to affect your work. So I hope that felt good for everyone. And for this topic of Bitch Prince, for this podcast episode, we are going to focus even more on that self-care aspect when you are working. Now, I've heard a lot of podcasts and sometimes even professionals say to do some small, you know, one to three minute exercise like this while you're at work. I don't know about you guys, but I find it extremely weird to do this at work. That doesn't feel like a really safe environment for me. I mean, I'd honestly rather do it like on a toilet in a stall than I would like at my desk at work. The office that I used to work in before I was full-time remote is also partially open concept and partially kind of a cubicle space. And so it can be very weird if you're sitting there like grounding your feet and putting your hands on your lap and keeping a straight posture and closing your eyes and you're in this like open space and in a cubicle. What if someone walks by and sees your eyes are closed at your desk? They're gonna think you're either A, crazy, or B, they're gonna be concerned and interrupt you anyway and make sure that you're okay. Um, So for me, I'm not a huge fan of doing this at work, at my desk, um, if I'm working in an actual office space because people might think you're, you know, a little psycho. They might be a little concerned that your eyes are just closed for minutes at a time at your desk and you're in this like wonderful posture. So I've heard that tip a lot. I think it's not maybe the best one. But since most of us are still kind of working from home, I think that meditation could be really powerful right now because you can stop in whatever workspace you're using, whether it's your home office or your kitchen table, and actually have a quick meditation. That one was a little bit of a longer one, but you can meditate for even just set a timer for three minutes or get the Headspace app that times it for you. Again, it's not an ad for them. I just really do use it almost daily and it truly helps my patience and it helps all of those things jumbled in my head to just cease, to stop bouncing around like psycho kids in a moon bounce. So I highly suggest continuing that meditation. It really can be a daily practice that you just do for three minutes. Another thing that we can do 
in any workday, COVID or not, in any workday, there are so many ways to get some needed space for yourself, to carve out space in this world, to bring yourself back to your internal safety or comfort zone, to make yourself feel a little bit better, to get the physical moving, to get the brain moving, and to kind of reset it so that we can work a little bit better. One of the most common ones that you'll see, even in offices, is to take a walk. I think that's even more important now with COVID. We're all kind of trying to search for ways that we can still be frequently physically active if we can't go to a gym right now. And I think taking a walk is very, very positive. It will make sure that you still have circulation running in your legs instead of just sitting all day. You know, you can kind of squeeze your butt for a little bit while you're walking. Make sure that you're not, you know, getting one of those flat secretary butts (laughs) as you're sitting in your office. And of course, it just removes you from your computer screen. And that's a really big part of self-care during the workday is not feeling guilty when you need us to step away from that computer screen and giving yourself time to step away from the screens. Yes, you are on the clock, so we say, but you are also still a human being. You are not a robot. And if you take a step away, you're not only going to be bettering your own mental health throughout the day and bettering your day overall, but your work is going to be better if you treat it more like part of your life. If work is only, okay, I'm trapped in this building and I just gotta be heads down for this eight hours and as long as I'm heads down, I'll just get through the day and then I'll be fine after. From my experience with jobs where I felt that way, where I felt that I just needed to be heads down and get through the day, I was actually going home unhappy as well because I hadn't removed my brain from work all day And so my brain was in a funk that it couldn't get out of just because I unlocked and opened my front door and walked into my home in my safe space. It's hard to do sometimes to make work part of your life because you do just want to be done with the day and it's probably not the thing you look forward most to when you hear that alarm ringing very loudly in your ear in the morning. But it's so important as a person who wants to excel at at their career, who is a career-driven person, to maintain that motivation and maintain mental health as we climb that career ladder. You're still a human when you're at work. Take a break. Even if it's every hour, take a break. Go take a walk around the block. Take a walk around your office if you have a big enough office. Pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea or water and just walk a little bit. Clear your head and then you will feel better when you go back to sit down at your desk. I know that with writing, I've kind of mentioned before that an exercise that you'll do a lot is to just sit at the computer and write and write and write and write whatever comes to your brain. And walking can kind of help that as well because then you'll take a step away and think and think and think about all of your surroundings and you'll start thinking about things besides work. When you're sitting at your desk, you're just thinking about work and getting stuff done and what's going to sound best in this email and did I word that correctly? 
If you take a break and take a walk, you allow other inspirations, your other thoughts to bounce around a little bit. And that will in turn give your brain a little bit more freedom to fill in the other content that you're trying to work on at work. Another writing exercise that walking will also kind of in turn help you with is when you are taking a walk, that makes you leave the work that you are, well, working on, obviously. With writing, I'm terrible at this, but they often say that it's really good to write something and then leave it. Leave it overnight. Don't touch it. And then the next day, take a look at it. It will almost feel like you're reading someone else's work. When you're so face down and in it, you think you know exactly what you're reading, but you're in this certain headspace of writing and where you were currently while you were writing this. And so you need to, once you're done, not edit that writing right away. You need to leave it, let it breathe, let your mind breathe, and come back to the, the next day. Because the next day, your brain, even though it's the same brain that wrote all the things on the paper and the page, will be in a different mindset and will read this entirely differently. And then you'll be able to properly edit it. That goes throughout your workday, no matter what project you're working on. If you stop staring at your screen and go and take a little walk, even if it's only a little five to 10 minute situation, take a walk. And then when you sit back down, you will be looking at it with fresh eyes. You'll gain a new perspective and you'll be way more properly ready and able to edit the content that you've worked on or continue. Another thing that you can do if you're really not into the whole walking thing, sometimes you really don't want to go outside and get all sweaty and gross or freezing <laughs> and having to put on a hat and your coat and your gloves just to go outside and take a walk. Walking isn't always an option for us. So when that isn't an option, I still say get something to drink. Grab a coffee or some tea or some water and stare outside into the abyss. <laughs> that might sound a little dismal, but it's not. We have a very, as Americans, we have trouble with being bored. If you can't tell by all the craziness that's been happening during quarantine, we have a huge issue with being comfortable being bored. Even watching TV, most of us are on our phones while watching TV. We are constantly consuming multiple forms of media at one time. That's sort of impressive that we really can listen to all of this noise at one time and not feel overwhelmed. But it's also really negative because our brains are just so scattered that sometimes we can't focus on one thing. Or when we do have quiet moments, we can't fully enjoy them. With our brain, everything is all about training. Training your brain and what your brain is most used to. And if you train your brain to enjoy these quiet moments, eventually it will need them more and love it more and accept it more and respond better to these boredom moments. We've now trained our brains to be used to constantly hearing all the noise and the racket in the media. And so that's what it's used to. But we can train it back to enjoy these boredom moments. And one way to do that, to clear your head during the workday, is to grab a coffee or a tea and just walk to the nearest window, as long as it's not like awkwardly by someone's desk, <laughs> and just look outside. 
I definitely recommend standing and doing this because we're sitting all damn day. So I recommend not just like sitting down in another space. Stand up. Let the circulation in your legs flow. That will help the circulation throughout your body and into your brain flow. And just look outside for a moment. Take a second to keep your eyes open, but do some meditative breaths of breathing in and breathing out. Maybe not audibly, but breathing and taking in all of your surroundings. A lot of us already kind of like to people watch. I'm definitely a people watcher. And that's all that we're doing here. We're just looking out into nature or into the city below us and watching the people. Look at life for a second. You've been staring at your computer all damn day. Why don't you now remove yourself from this alternate reality of the internet and look outside at real life? This will not only get your brain a little bit more comfortable with silence and boredom, but it will kind of reset your brain during the workday because you aren't staring at a screen and communicating via some kind of chat. You're just looking at the world around you. And when you just stare into the abyss or the world around you, your brain will naturally wander. And when your brain naturally wanders, it removes itself from the idea of getting these tasks done and what's next to check off the to-do list. And it will let it wander to different things in life that are going to inspire you in your work, that are going to motivate you to continue. You'll think of new ideas when you take a moment to step away and look at the world. Artists, of course, whether it's musicians or painters or anything like that, they spend a lot more time within these kinds of practices. So, and if, you know, I'm wrong, feel free to let me know. <laughs> but in my opinion, a lot of my career women that are listening right now that are artists are more used to taking in inspiration. You're more used to going different places. It's part of your routine and your method to look outside around you, to go to different art shows or museums or things like that to gain inspiration. And too often in the more corporate workplace, we think of inspiration as just maybe going to a conference or taking some kind of online course. And while those are all positive things, those are more for educational growth. That's really not a way to take a break during the day and gain some true inspiration that fuels not only your work, but your mind and your mental health and lets you take a break. Too often we think that in order to gain inspiration in the more traditional corporate workspace sitting in our cubicle, that we need to directly be looking up different mediums or ideas about the specific topic that we are trying to finish. Whether we are working on a project or a PR assignment or some kind of, you know, migration of a developer standpoint, you know, a lot of really more boring heads down work. We always think, okay, how can I do better here? I need to learn more from people who are doing the same exact thing to gain more ideas. So if I am trying to do a marketing campaign, that means that I need to go research this specific kind of marketing campaign and see what others are doing too. And that's not wrong. 
it is really good to say, okay, I'm trying to create a marketing video here. I'm not really sure what visuals I want. Let me see what other visuals people have used and see if any of this really connects with my brand and with the topic or the product or service that I'm trying to market. It's, it's not wrong. It's still a right thing to do. But it still limits your brain a lot and doesn't actually give your brain a break from the work. Some of the best inspiration comes when we are letting our mind wander. And letting our mind wander means gaining inspiration from things that have absolutely nothing to do with the project or campaign or work task that we are currently assigned and working on. So take that moment and just stare outside at the world around you and gain inspiration and gain some clarity from other sources of inspiration. Another great way to gain this kind of inspiration from other sources is to read. On your lunch break, read a book. If you aren't someone that really likes to eat with other people, hello, raising my hand. (laughs) I don't really want a cafeteria style eat with my coworkers if we're not like going out to a fun restaurant. I am someone that is definitely guilty of eating lunch at my desk frequently, guilty as charged. I just don't feel the need to take a full hour just to eat by myself, but I don't really wanna eat with other people, so I just eat at my desk. (laughs) And that can really cause some negativity in the day, of course, because again, you're not taking a real break. So one thing I like to say, and I have done in the past, is if you need inspiration from an outside source and you don't feel comfortable just staring outside into the abyss or meditating at your desk in your cubicle or even if the weather isn't the right temperature, too hot, too cold to go take a walk, have a book that you read on your lunch break. An hour is enough time to not only finish your meal, but have a book in front of you and get through a couple chapters. It is a decent amount of time to read a book. And then you not only will get further in your reading list for people that are not bookworms, but it will have your mind focus on something completely different than the world or the work task around you. It'll also make you feel a little bit more comfortable if you do get a little anxious eating by yourself or standing by yourself or just being by yourself in public in general. Reading will kind of say, look, I'm actually doing something. I'm spending time on this book. Please don't interrupt me. Please let me read right now. It's the next best thing to having someone sitting across from you. People recognize that as an alone time activity. So if you have that insecurity of feeling weird being in public by yourself, reading is a great great way to take that anxiety off of your shoulders because that is an alone one-on-one person activity. So find a book that doesn't have anything to do with your career. I know it's popular to read books that do have to do with your career, but on your lunch break, don't. Do not. Make sure that you are gaining that inspiration from an outside source. Now, of course, if you are more of a creative and you, let's say, are a photographer and you're like, well, I want to look at a book with photography, then that's fine. I'm not saying, I'm not dictating here what you can and can't look at. When you are a creative, obviously it makes way more sense to be looking at similar things to your niche and your skill set. 
it really is especially important more for people in the corporate world who work on computers all day long to focus on something different because a lot of times if you're in the corporate world, you are focusing on something very analytical um, that takes a lot of your attention from that more um, other side of your brain and you need to work on the creative side of your brain. Even if you are someone that's in IT or do have that more analytical or engineering brain, that is an especially important reason to take time during the workday to let the creative part of your brain work and just roam. A lot of people who aren't naturally creative don't think they need that in their life. And that's just not true because even if you're working on something analytical or if you're a developer or something like that, you're going to think of new ways of how things could work or how people could utilize different things if you do expose yourself to creative elements in the world. So take the time to read a fantasy novel, a sci-fi novel, a biography. Even if you are reading a biography on the, a popular engineer that you like and you are an engineer, that's still taking time to be creative because you're reading about someone else's life. You're not reading about all the processes of engineering. <laughs> so take that hour on your lunch break, or I guess 45 minutes if you spend 15 eating your lunch, and read. You will get through a couple chapters. You will get through a book that way. And then your brain will be reset and have kind of a new muse to focus on after that lunch break when you get back to your workday. It's really important during the workday that you get space. So one of my favorite albums, Don't Judge, is the latest album by Ariana Grande. And she has this song uh, called NASA. And in it, there are lyrics that say, like, I give you the whole world and now I'm going to need space. So when you're going throughout the workday, I want you to think about that. If you haven't listened to that song, I highly recommend it. It is absolutely perfect for my career-driven bitch prince women because it's all talking about like, hey, I love you. You're awesome. I love to be around you. But right time, I need me time. Right now, I need time to be with myself. I need time to cuddle myself, listen to myself, love myself. You're great. I'm going to like give you all the whole world and treat you awesome in my relationship with you. But right now, I need, I need space. I need my time and I need to take care of myself. It's a really cute song and it does reference space and I love sci-fi things. So it's just, it's just a good little bop. Well, shit, I just sounded like an old lady. It's a good bebop. I like those tunes. <laughs> anyway, during the workday, it's still important that you give yourself some space, that you look at your coworkers and say, hey, I, I need some freaking space. I'm busy working on something or I'm busy resetting my brain. You can't just sit there all day and let people come to your desk, whether it's for an issue or for just some chit chat time. You need space from coworkers during the day. It might not seem like it'd be that big of a deal if you do work from home and people asking you for things or chit-chatting with you is just over some kind of live chat or something like the Slack app or something like that. But all of these forms of talking with a coworker, them coming to your cubicle, them talking to you at the water cooler, them chatting you over your live chat, these all cause reactions in our brain. 
our brain does react every time someone physically or online hits us up. We do feel like almost a ping in our brain and sometimes it feels kind of like an anxiety ping of, oh gosh, I need to answer this. So, oh no, now I have to listen and talk and react. You do have, even if it only lasts a split second or a half a second, you do have a mental and even physical reaction when someone initially approaches you. So during the workday, it's really important that you carve out that space still, that there's time, whether it's using kind of a red flag or green flag card. I know a lot of people do that of, hey, my, my card is green, you can stop by, or hey, my card is red, I'm really heads down in something right now and I can't be interrupted because I'm you know looking through some HTML coding for an email right now or something like that. A lot of people will do that in more open space office environments. And it's really important for you to do that within your work. So if you have heads down work and you are in a workspace environment where people just pop by a lot, whether that's to chit chat or to ask you questions or ask for your help on solving a problem, you deserve time to make sure you can heads down, focus on your work and get what you really need to get done first and foremost completed without as much stress and interruptions. But it's equally as important during the workday to get space with yourself. Like I said earlier in this episode, you need to make the workday part of your life, not just something that you heads down, get through, handle, and then your life happens afterwards. Because it doesn't, it's not that easy. It really isn't. And if you spend eight hours or more of your day just in this low point and in that low mindset of just get through it, You're not going to come home and then just feel this magical relief. You're still going to kind of feel like stuck in the mud, like you're clawing your way out, trying to get your brain out of work mode. So whether you work in an office or at home or at a studio, you need to still train your brain to take these breaks. Because if you train your brain to take these breaks throughout the day, then when you're done with the day, your brain can more easily get out of work mode and then fully live your life. You won't feel as much like, oh my God, I'm still in this slump. I just need to lie on the couch like a slug and watch some TV so my brain can just melt right now. (laughs) It's not, sometimes we need those moments, but it's not a good moment to be in every single damn day. So look at your coworkers, check in with your day-to-day tasks and how people come up to you and chat with you and sometimes say, you know what, I'm gonna need space and I'm gonna give you the whole world As Ariana Grande says, I'm going to get all my work done. I'm going to do everything you guys need me to do. But right now, I'm going to need space. And take time to be just with yourself, not with yourself in your work, but just with yourself during the workday. Since most of us are still working from home, another great way to do this is to cuddle. So if you have an animal at home, I highly recommend that if you need some space to find your little fur baby and just cuddle up next to them for five minutes. I will frequently, when my dog Willow, we have a German Shepherd who we rescued. Her name is Willow. Yes, that does have some reference to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Don't judge. At least I didn't name my kid after someone from Buffy. (laughs) No babies. But you also need to spend some time with your fur babies, especially enjoy that moment while you're at home. So when Willow comes in and is in my office, she kind of goes back and forth between my office and my husband's office. 
sometimes I'll just lay on the ground with her and cuddle her. For me, laying on the ground really does feel good. It grounds me. Maybe that's weird for some other people, but if I'm feeling like really low or anxious or something, I actually prefer to just literally sit or lie on the ground instead of in a couch or chair. So I will lay with Willow and just pet her and relax and cuddle her. And that will let my brain rest. It'll get me away from work. And it will release those endorphins because I'm cuddling with my pup. If you do work with your significant other when you're at home like I do, and the I'm gonna need space rule doesn't apply to them, if you just need space from your coworkers and you really don't need that space from your partner at the time, you can also spend a second to cuddle them. Just go and just give them a hug for a minute. I know it's the work day and you need to stay focused, but it's okay to go and just get a nice, you know, 30 second hug from your partner during the day or just say, hey, hon, would you mind taking a five minute break and just like cuddling me on the couch for a minute? It's not a freaking work sin. (laughs) You can do that. So if you need space, but you still kind of need something personal to just cuddle you and release some endorphins, take advantage of the work from home and cuddle your significant other or frick your best friend that you live with. I love hugging my friends (laughs) and or cuddle your fur baby, your animal. If you have a fish even, just stare at your fish in the fish tank for a minute and let your mind just totally wander. That is a form of meditation, just letting your mind focus on something else and letting your brain wander. So look at your work day right now and see where you can put in a meditation, a walk, a little coffee, tea, or water time where you just will stand and kind of stare out into the city or into nature, whatever's outside your nearest window. Or a time when you're comfortable reading and spending time reading a certain book that frees your brain from work every day. Or time to cuddle your animal or your significant other. All it takes is five minutes, 10 to 15 if you can, you know, really release and spend that much time doing it. But all it really takes is five minutes. Maybe do it a couple times within the day so it's just 15 minutes throughout the entire day with three different five-minute breaks. Make that a pattern. Make it a habit because it will not only improve your workday and your mental health and your work, but then also your mental health and your life after work. This week, my shout out is actually going to go to a woman named Jericho Mandiber. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Girl Boss. I'm a huge fan of the book and of the podcast they have. And a while ago, they had a podcast called uh, Self Service, and it was hosted by a woman named Jericho Mandiber. I follow her on Instagram. She is amazing and does a lot of tarot card readings. Her voice is so relaxing and so insightful. And I just loved listening to her earlier on in my career. I believe the podcast has stopped now, but if you haven't listened to it before, it's still relevant. You can still go back and listen to the older episodes because there is a handful. But I definitely recommend looking up that self-service podcast hosted by Jericho Mandiber or looking her up on Instagram because she is just a very interesting woman. Um, I believe she's from, and I'm so sorry if I got this wrong, Australia, and she works for Girl Boss as one of like the content directors. Um, she's really good at what she does, and she's an expert, unlike myself at the beginning of this episode. 
of really helping you find self-care within your life as a whole. So I'm focused on self-care for my career women and my independent women, but she is kind of goes more into the tarot card reading space and crystals and and talks to a lot of great experts. So I highly recommend listening to her as well. And that's definitely my shout out because her work has gotten me through some of my tougher earlier work days when my self-care and my mental health was low and I needed times within the day to get myself back to happy instead of, you know, crying in the office bathroom. So (laughs) I really give a shout out to her. So With that, take some time today to be bored, be with yourself, be with your breath, and I hope that this helped you a little bit in your search for mental health and self-care within the workplace, within your career, to improve your life and career. So with that, ladies, thank you for joining me on another episode of Bitch Prince. We'll be back next week, and until then, keep on working your ass off, and don't forget every single day to leave your mark. Talk to you next week.